There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl-ass. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season... Well, wait a minute. It's a 10-episode event series, The Purge. (laughs) Well, you never know how they always do these, like, special events, and then suddenly it's four seasons long. Right, exactly. So (laughs) instead of calling it season one, I'm going to call it the event series, The Purge. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So this was interesting. Steve and I had talked about this previously, that it was going to be coming, and we didn't know what it was going to be. But it's playing on both USA and sci-fi. And so, Steve, it's so weird because you have ratings news and it's very different numbers. So go ahead and talk about that. All right. On USA, the ratings for episode one was a .55 in adults 18 to 49 with 1.389 million viewers, making it the fourth overall cable show for the day. Now, it did follow WWE Raw, so... That might have had something to do with it. Now, on Sci-Fi, Episode 1 brought in a 0.12 in adults 18 to 49, with 0.368 million viewers, making it the 86th overall cable show. Now, are they on different days? Yes, I believe they are. Okay, so that could make a difference, too. I don't know the days that they're on both stations offhand. Yeah, it's Tuesday night on USA, and I think it's... Wednesday or Thursday on Sci-Fi. Ah, uh, okay. I think it's the same, but it might be the same day. All right. I know so maybe I, that's I just why. happened to catch it <laughs> and get it recorded, so. Yeah, I had to watch it on demand because I didn't realize it was starting already. But this is interesting, too, because I have found that Sci-Fi is not on every streaming, not streaming platform, but if you're, you cut the cable. Right. USA seems to be on all of them. Sci-fi is not. So that may make a difference, too. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, overall, episode one was definitely world building. Yes. And if you're anything like me and you've watched the movies, this was something that I, from the very first movie, I wanted, like, how did this start? Which we actually got from the last movie, The First Purge, and how we just, some of this happened. It's like, okay, this seems to be very early on in the Purge world. And it's like, okay, how did this begin? What's going on? I don't understand it. And I was really mad when I watched the very first movie because I didn't have any backstory. So this is great to give us backstory. Yes. So episode one was entitled, What is America? And once a year, any and all crimes up to and including murder is legal in the United States for a period of 12 hours, which also it makes me wonder if it's only in the contiguous 48 states or if it also included Hawaii and Alaska, which they don't talk about. Right. Don't know. I feel like it might be. So 
it pretty much did unfold much like the way the films do, where you have unrelated characters, where they're going to end up, what's going to happen to them. I mean, more so than the films, you have uh, what I'd say three to four. I think the first one really gave us like three kind of storylines to deal with. Right. The first episode here. Yes. So how are they going to weave together? And are they actually weaving together? Or are they only what we're going to see because of the purge itself? Right. Yeah. And it was interesting because we have a countdown. Now, it's the countdown starts with, what, about 90 minutes? Right. Two hours before? Yeah. And I'm like forgetting already. But it's interesting to see how these different groups are playing out and what's happening. And we do get to see little bits of the surrounding community. Now, I don't know how close these people are and if it's going to matter or if we're just get to see the different storylines. So, yeah, let's I, talk I about I doubt that they're in similar areas. Yeah, I feel like they're all West Coast, though, weren't they? Or is it East Coast? No, actually, this is filmed in New Orleans and they didn't try to hide it. So, <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even realize I knew it was filmed on there, but I didn't realize that they were like talking about it being there at all right you know yeah. I mean? no they didn't mention it but they didn't try to hide it. you know some of the old uh graffitied out apartment complex is well known in new orleans so oh see i didn't know that right all right well let's talk about our first group it's not a group it's a pair basically yeah. miguel and penelope we first meet miguel who ends up being a marine who has come back from an unnamed war because they're not giving us an exact date of when this is happening, of course. No, of course not. And he's in search of someone named Penelope, which we find is his sister. Right. Because she sent some kind of really cryptic letters to him, really vague, talking about meeting her parents again, which we find out the parents died in the first purge. And it all sounds kind of new age, hippie, cultish. Yeah. And what's going to happen? Well. We're learning that Miguel goes to visit the rehab center because apparently she was a drug addict. Right. And that probably occurred after her parents were killed in the purge. Right. And we find out that she left there a while ago. And even though they're not supposed to tell him, they kind of, because he gave one of the kids at the rehab center information on how to be brave, the mom kind of felt bad and left the information open for him right so he gets to at least find out where she, she went as far yeah, as we know checked her out and where she possibly could have gone unfortunately it wasn't exactly what we thought because he had to do this roundabout finding basically the old drug buddies right roughs them up a little get the information and he ends up getting the information ultimately from a girl who he saved from these crazy drug guys Right. Because apparently they were going to kind of pregame the purge and they had grabbed her and chained her up. Right. I don't want to know. But no. watching the movies, we know this is probably bad. Right. So he ends up going to where she's ended up, his sister. And we just find out that it's a place where they refer to the act of dying in the purge as the giving and joining the invisible. Which, let me tell you, this does not sound fun. This definitely sounds like somebody drinks Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely very cultish and a lot of brainwashing. Yes. Now, it's kind of interesting because as Miguel heads off to try to find his sister, 
as far as we know, he's going to be one step behind her. Who knows how long? Right. We did get to see that the sister and several other people boarded this blue bus, which apparently seems to be like off limits, too. I don't know if it's just kind of a not an agreement, but hey, they're bringing us people to off. So maybe we'll leave the whole bus alone. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too sure that, you know, when we do see the bus stopped and the whoever they were standing there with the axes, if they were going to charge the bus or or wait until a person gets off the bus. Yeah. Well, somebody got off and, of course, everybody on the bus is praying to give him strength so he can go into the beyond and... He seems all super happy and ready to do this until those people don't attack him right away. No. He has and then to he think starts about to think. It. Yeah. 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 When you got to think too hard, it's like, oh, God, what am I doing? And, well, he is met with a pretty messy end. Yeah. And the people on the bus, including Penelope, seem to be, like, second-guessing everything that's happening all of a sudden. Right. So, so. that's going to cause... Some issues with the leader of the uh, cult who's brought them there, I'm sure. Should be interesting to see what happens. Right. And how if any of them survive. Because, yeah, once the four get do- got done with the guy, they're liable to go after everybody on the bus. So. See, I was thinking, it's like, okay, there's certain drop-off areas. Wait here for free kill kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah, I guess now, we'll find out. It's possible. It's very possible that this cult's been doing that for years. Should be really, not just interesting, just trying to see how it plays out. Like you said, are they going to, a whole bunch of people going to charge the bus? Is it, okay, designated drop-off area, designated kill zone? Are they technically in a safe zone? Right, in the bus. Until they cross, (laughs) yeah. So really weird how that might play out. So we'll have to wait and see. Right. Why don't you take us to the next person, which this is a whole other weird thing. Yes, it is. We meet Jane, cross town and 38 stories above ground, who's spending the night trying to close the deal before international markets open. Now, we first meet her visiting her mother in a hospital, which is a purge night safe zone. And even though her mom wants her to stay, she tells her work beckons. So we see her going into the building, and since everyone on the 38th floor of the high-rise has agreed not to participate in the purge, they have a security task force there to protect them. I don't know if I'd call it a task force that was two guys. Right. I'm now, I sorry, thought this if was you weird. had a group of people just charging, <laughs> the storming the building, those two guys may not be able to take everybody out. I don't, I'm a little... <laughs> right, that's actually what I was thinking, because only, and they say this repeatedly, only the 38th floor is considered a safe zone. Right. Okay, so what if somebody, yeah, starts taking out people left and right on the lower floors, all of a sudden they're going to be like, no, wait, 38, safe zone, got to keep going. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that was... That was one head-scratcher to me. Right. Now, unless her boss happens to have an in with the government, and the government has made it that one floor a safe zone, but the security guards sure seemed like they were uh, preparing for anything. Yeah, but they each only seem to have, like, one gun. I don't know. (laughs) But we find there's a loophole in the system. Yeah. 
as the purge neared, Jane leaves the 38th floor for a shady meetup with a stern, severe-looking woman she's hiring to do something. Right. I was like, uh-oh, because yeah. she wouldn't even make the deal until the purge officially started, which I'd be afraid to open the door at that oh, point. Hell yes. <laughs> And most likely has something to do with her boss, who uh, Skyped in uh, to make sure everything was going well with the uh, negotiation team, just out of nowhere. And yeah, it must be nice, too. Like, oh, I'm going to make you all work, but don't worry about it. Right. Oh, he praised heaps of love on him, but he also told him he was watching all the time. Yeah, that's not creepy. No. <laughs> And, of course, we also have some uh, tension between uh, a couple of, uh, shall we call them, up-and-comers under Jane, Mark and Allison, as they are kind of, uh, shall we say, uh, competing for a raise or a promotion. Yeah, I'm just, I'm like, okay, even though they all signed a waiver, right. I'm kind of like, really? <laughs> are you not going to do something? Because I'm kind of freaked out that something's going to happen up there. Right. And we hear Jane actually make a comment once she talks to the lady is that, that there was no way she wasn't participating in the purge. You go, what the hell? Right. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. So, so far, you know, you don't see how Miguel and Penelope and Jane's story could intertwine any, but you never know. Then I we guess get to we'll the third see. pair. <laughs> oh, jeez. This one was a little off the rails. This one was weird. This really was. And it's because it's a married couple, Rick and Jenna. And, okay, they seem happily married, and they don't participate in the purge, and yet they're going to a purge party. All the hopefully secure financing for... I don't know, not exactly a charity, but a business, I guess, to help right, provide Yeah, housing. apparently, yeah. She's the designer and he's the salesman. And you kind of go, okay. It sounds like they're trying to do some good. Right. But, yeah, I don't know if there's a charity involved or not either. This may be their own way to make themselves rich. I mean, they yeah. aren't filthy rich right now, but they do seem well off. Yeah, it, it did come off that way, but I really don't think that they're trying to finagle the system like that. But it, it got to the point where, as we find out, they're trying to get in, make a deal with all these upper crust people who apparently are really, really supporting and behind the NFFA. Right. And we find out that our couple is not that type of person, people, no. couple, whatever, <laughs> those people. That they never, we find out they never participated. They don't want to get involved with the NFFA at any cost. So basically, they're going to try to get in and do this with as little, I don't know, involvement annoyance. with the FFA, yeah. NFA, NFFA as <laughs> possible without signing up. <laughs> right. But we kept getting weird little flashes from them. Right. Flashbacks. Like, what is this? I'm just thinking, okay, it's just them randomly remember. Are they remembering a person who died during the purge? What is it? And then it's like, oh, no. Apparently, they had a threesome. Right. Okay. 
this is random. Is that what happened on the purge for you guys? I mean, <laughs> why are you showing this? Well, and as the episode goes along, we hear Jenna say that she's not going to be there. She's still out of the country. Yes. So you go, okay, this sounds like a little bit of a setup that they may have actually approached this girl who we eventually find out is the host's daughter to Which actually get invited wonder. to the party. Right. And you kind of go, okay, well, they sure seemed like they were good people, but they've kind of done some... I don't know if it's shady or <laughs> if they are like, they did that. It was like a one-time thing and now they're like, guilt, feel guilty right, and embarrassed or something. It could. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Right. But they did take an Uber, apparently, over to this party. <laughs> and it's funny because the driver's talking to him and they ask him if he's going out for the purge. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go lock myself in. When I drop you off, forget this purge surge money thing. Some people can do it, but I'm not doing it. Right. And I'm just thinking, if anything goes, why would you pick anybody up? Right. Like, during the purge. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm getting paid more. You might be getting paid with a bullet in the back of the head, okay? (laughs) I don't think so. Exactly. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. But interesting, because as the purge is about to start, we start seeing all this weird stuff happen at the party. Right. Like the maids are bringing around these masks for everyone to wear. And we find out that it's to commemorate those who paved the way before the purge was legal. The masks are like serial killers. Yes. I'm like, I'm trying to like get this out of my mouth. And it's so weird. It's like Berkowitz and Manson. And you've seen a Lizzie Borden one. Right. Ah, I can't even remember all the other ones. But I was like, what? the hell this guy is who's hosting this party is just a nutter that's all i was thinking of right and uh, yeah he makes this big speech and you kind of go wow these people are just out there yes because let's clap before the fact that these people risk their lives because of the incredible life-changing healing power of violence and of killing what yeah Okay, so we got this nice little setup with everything, and I love, at least at this point, our couple has the grace to be like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, what did we get ourselves into? We are stuck here for 12 hours with these nut jobs. So, everybody's locked in. What's going to happen next? Right. Well, obviously, Mm. like I said, world building. Yes. And I can't wait to see more of uh, Reed Diamond. He is the the head of this uh, party. So, and we've oh, yeah. seen him on many, many shows. And Fiona, which I almost forgot to mention her, Fiona right. Dorif, who is the, the, cult leader. the cult leader from Dirk Gently, which is funny. It's a bit of a departure from who she was, but she was still crazy in, yeah. in Dirk Gently. So, interesting. We'll find out what's going to happen. So what did you guys think of the first episode? How do you think this whole thing's playing out? Let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. And, you know, don't forget to check out our website. You can find all the other ways to contact us there at www.fangirlzone.com. 
And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. If your friends are horror fans, definitely tell them about this show, because I really want to know what everybody thinks, how they feel about this playing out. Right. Because, yeah, basically it was set up until the last couple of minutes when the one uh, follower gets axed to death. That was the really the only uh, <laughs> the only death death we saw in the first episode. So we'll see if it becomes a bloodbath in the next few episodes or or what actually does happen. Yes, it, this is going to be weird, and uh, definitely you probably shouldn't watch this before you go to work at a retail setting, much <laughs> like I did, because I had thoughts all day at work. Yeah, the what was it? There was four people dressed in. Uh, bunny costumes oh yeah <laughs> i'm like maybe this wouldn't be so bad but i'm just kidding it would be horrible but for this episode of sci-fi talk i am sean fangirl s and i'm steve don't worry it's not for you and until next time <laughs>